Okay, we still continue with a teaching Yarunaya, courage to live out our destiny. We know we need to be bold, we need to be radical in taking what that which rightfully belongs to us. We need to have an attitude. Even when you see Goliath, you ask yourself, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? You know, this morning, it was such a noble thing. Holy communion together. The Bible says, when you do that, remember what the Lord has done for us. May it be that when you remember what God has done for you, you, for, you are forever humbled. You are forever in a position whereby you said, Lord, I will never let you go because I know until you bless me, I'm not going to let you go because I know he didn't die in vain. He died so that we should have life in abundance. So we need the courage to be able to claim what rightfully belongs to us. Amen. As you know, the, the series here, this uh, uh, topic here, Courage, is to embracing each day as a gift from God. And you know that we had that slogan, this is the day that the Lord has made. And you know that you should rejoice and be glad in it. And born, you are born to be a blessing. Today we are, we are doing giving the essence of living. Amen. There's a scripture in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ering, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Meaning, we need to live a life of purpose because we are not trying to find the reason for being here on earth, but we know that it's preordained by God. It's something that is there before we understood. So it's for us to align ourselves with the purposes of God so that God can use us mightily. Amen. So we need to understand that we are created by God to do good works. Why do do works? According to the book of Acts, it tells us that Jesus Christ went about doing good. And we need to imitate Jesus Christ. Uh, the message translation reads that on Ephesians chapter 2 verse, verse 10. It says, no, we neither make nor save ourselves. There's no way that you can save or make yourselves. God does both, the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better, had better be doing. Amen. So here the Bible clearly tells us that this work was already done for us. So Jesus Christ came to show us the way. So it's our responsibility. It's not Jesus' responsibility. Jesus gave us power and authority to take over, to take that which the devil has stolen from us. So uh, we need to be very courageous to understand that there is work before us. Amen. 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 So for today's lesson, we need to learn the importance of giving, that be giving, uh, blessed is he that gives than the one that receives. That is the Bible. And how many of us gave just last week, just gave something? Love. Just to love someone, to care for someone, to be there for someone. So we need to understand that it's a fact of life that the essence of Christianity is giving. 
God gave that you should have life in abundance. God gave. I mean, you still remember uh, Abraham tested for giving when God said to Abraham, sacrifice, give your only begotten son, the very son of promise, give unto me. It was a big test. And I know giving, because how can you blessing so that you don't enjoy what God has in store for us? And the Bible says, Abraham didn't question God, the very only son, even when the son asked, Where is the sacrificial lamp? Abraham was able to answer and say, God will provide. My prayer is, maybe you have not been giving, maybe you have not been practicing this thing. God will provide. Don't hold. Amen. So the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave. Gave meaning it was done in advance. He loved us. He didn't want us. You realize that when you give, you relieve someone from misery. When you give, you advance someone's life. So giving is the essence of living. Giving helps us to rescue others from their situation. Giving is an act of love. It's something that God did. Can you imagine if ever we were living in sin? Sure. The way the other side. But thank God he loved us irrespective. And he gave his only begotten son. And one thing I like, for you to receive, have faith in God. Believe what God says about your life. Amen. So God wants us to give. All he wants us to do is to become like himself. God is a giver. He, is, he has given to us. He wants us to learn to be givers. For the Bible, even in the beginning, when God created heaven and earth, he created you to be like him. You are made in the image of God. You are little gods. Amen. So the word give, it's used several times in the Bible. But when we look at what Jesus has to say and what Paul has to say, we discover that Jesus was much more interested in our attitude for giving than the amount of our giving. It's not how much you give. It's how, how, how much are you willing to honor God? You know, sometimes as human beings, sometimes we are really amazing. Someone may, may come here. They only came once. You don't even know them. But you want to honor them so much. The one who is always there for you, doing things for you, we don't honor. Learn to give to enhance the good qualities in other people. Amen. So we need to be givers. We need to understand that giving, it's telling about the quality of understanding, not the quantity of the gift. When you love someone, you know, I was telling them at 7 o'clock, Hore, as teenagers, not lippy shop, as teenagers. Why is it sometimes we are little in life? So, Whenever lunchtime, you know, the kilties. What is it, the kilties? <laughs> or the sensei, also in the Wadi Hopol. Erhawale never was a nice breath of I love you. 
and there will be that nice bread. That was the expression of love that we have for one another. So love, when you love, you give. When you love, you do something so that you enhance the quality of life of the next person. I mean, nobody touches you. And we know that when God is on our side, who can be against us? Love is so powerful. Love helps us to understand. So giving, it's an essence of living. Amen. So the Bible teaches that our giving is to be a response to God in three ways. First, it is a response for what God has done for us in the past. We know in the past, Jesus Christ died. God loves us first. Jesus died long ago. It's not yesterday, but the effects of what God gave, they are still very fruitful and powerful even today. It still bears with, it has happened in the past, but those who believe today, they still get the reward of understanding the love that God has shown unto mankind. Amen. So it's something that is done in the past. You know what God has done. You know So you know very well, you know what? As compared to my start, I'm somewhere today. I'm somewhere, I have my own home. I'm orderly now. It's amazing, women, we are quite amazing. Wow. But thank God for we are redeemed from those things. The second thing, it is to be a response of what God is doing for me in the present. I mean, right now, you are sober-minded. Right now, you, 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 you are in peace because what go, of what God is doing for you right now, today. That's why we are talking about give us this day our daily bread. Presently, you have this confidence that God is with you. God is taking care of you. Amen. And the third thing is that it's to be a response of what God will do for me in the prospects or in, in, in the prospect or in the future. So it means something that is to come. I know God is so good to me. I face my future with confidence, knowing that he's on my side. He will fight my battles, knowing that he's there. His promises are true, and they are yes and amen. This gives me hope to face the future, to say, you know what? Irrespective, I know I have number one enemy who wants to steal from me, but I know God is on my side, and God will give me the overtime ability to be an overcomer. Amen. So we don't give because we want to gain or we want to build up our ego or something or want to be seen. You give because you love. You give because it's a principle you understand. You give not to manipulate. You give so that you don't give so that you are not you are unknown. You know some people will want to give bishop something so that bishop that's not the reason for giving. You give because you enhance. And it doesn't matter. You, you give and look. The Bible says, let it be that what you give, what you do in your right hand, let the left hand not know what is it that you've done. Don't give to forever remind somebody. You can keep your gift. Amen. Second Corinthians. Okay, amen. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. 
And Paul says, talking about givers, he says, just as you excel in everything else, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. You know, most of us as Christians, we are good in speaking in tongues. We are good in doing it, but let them not touch your money. You can fight to be a leader in a department, but do you tithe? Do you give? Don't forget, this will trigger blessings from God because it starts by giving. Giving triggers blessings in your life. So learn to give, even if you may do all these things. But if ever you haven't learned that giving is an essence of life, you will wonder why is it that you don't grow exponentially because God is on your side. Amen. So God wants us to grow in giving as much as he wants us to grow in faith, in love, and in knowledge. So it's quite important for us to learn to give. So the first thing that we said, you says, giving allows us to express our appreciation for, for the past. So you know where you come from. You know what God has done for you. May it be that you are forever grateful for what God has done for you. That's the first reason why we should be givers. God says giving is a gratitude for yesterday's blessings. You say, thank you, Lord for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to me. Amen. It's the highest motivator to be thankful to God. You know, sometimes when you are thankful, someone wants to do it again because you have shown gratitude. They want to do it at another level because you are showing gratitude. So they'll be givers simply because you are grateful for what they have done for you. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, it says, each man is to give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly under compulsion. He says you shouldn't give because you are pressured to give or because you feel guilty. For God loves a cheerful giver. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Now, whenever time you're offering, as you know, normally when we come to church, you must come bring a gift into the house of God. So what we do when you give, you don't give because offering basket to your feet. May we start developing an attitude, Hori. You have decided from home to say, this is the two rents that I'm going to give unto God Almighty. It's a way of honoring God for, for all that he has done to, for me throughout the wing. Most of us, Please understand that you are expressing what you want to have in turn. Sifting descent, don't get surprised when you get returned. But if you've determined in your heart to say, God, I'm giving because I understand the principle of giving, you come prepared. And when it's time for offering, it's not a time. You know what you want to give God. You understand what you want to give God. 
So the number one reason we give is out of gratitude for the brass blessing. We know that God is the source of all we have. God is the creator of everything. We know he's the source of our life. He's the source of our abilities. He's the source of all the natural resources. He's the source of everything. That's God Jehovah. He gives because God, we give because God gave first. I mean, even if you can be a scientist, a creator, you won't create your own, you won't start from fresh. God gave you the basics. God gave you the base because he's the source of everything. So we give because we know that God is the source. The source. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and 9. 8 verse 9. It says, For though the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that through his poverty might become rich. Amen. So the Bible clearly tells us that when you give, you give so that others become better. Jesus Christ, God realized that on our own, we cannot save ourselves. On our own, we cannot redeem ourselves. And because of that, he gave us Jesus Christ that through him, we should have life in abundance. What is this life in abundance? Is the life whereby you understand that God has everything in store for you, ready for you. You know, uh, there's a book by... I've forgotten. I've read it long ago. It's talking about spiritual blessings that in heaven, it's like there is a storeroom whereby there's every part of human body, everything that you need. And it says, I think it's Robert Lyson, if I'm not mistaken. And it says, when you, when you ask of God, God just fetches from the storeroom and gives, from you, uh, gives to you. But because most of us, we don't ask, we don't receive. We don't understand the promises of God. Whatever you lack, whatever you know that God has in store for you, it's for you to understand that God is willing to give. God desires to give so that he changes your condition because once you give to someone, their condition changes. Jesus, God gave us Jesus Christ and because we have Jesus Christ, our condition changed. Today we are different. Today we are better off because of salvation. Because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. We are saved from many other things. We could have been making wrong decisions somewhere, but we are saved from that through the power of the cross. Amen. So God says we give because God gave us first. When we give to God, we express our appreciation to God. You know, sometimes when we give offering, unfortunately today, it's being made as though it's the luxury for pastors. That's God's money. And the pastor has never started to become God. Give unto God. Don't give because you want to give unto pastor. And don't worry what the pastor does. If the pastor is not principled, that money is for God. And because he abuses the money of God. God. I mean, you know, I always remember when the church started, really go homemakers. Offering when it was given. I mean, most of the people were poor in the community. Some will be selling the kipki, pidi, ingo, di konendi, orange. You know, offering will come in a small bag and don't think that it's thousand. It might be one rand, a tithe of ten rands from the elderly. And sometimes you could see that it was money. They were selling something. It's like in a little dusty. 
and everything. And when you are counting that money, would count that money with respect, knowing that it came from someone with a gratitude in their heart to say, Lord Almighty, this is what I have. I want to honor you with the sense. I always respect offering from that perspective to say, I know the heart that gave so that there is food in the storehouse. It's not for us to walk uh, tall because we want to wear the latest fashion to be trendy about things. This is the money to say, may the work of God continue. May we touch the nations with the power of God. And once we develop that understanding, giving won't be an issue with us. Amen. We'll be expressing appreciation to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8, Paul says, For I am not commanding you, but I want you to test the sincerity of your love. When you give, you test the sincerity of your love. I, see, I don't know this day. It's not easy. But I know that when somebody loves you, you always have gifts. When somebody loves you, they always want to do good for you. They want to give. They want to, they want to make you. So, maybe I must search their bedrooms. I'll know what's happening. But for now, I know one thing for sure. When you love, you test the love. I mean, I, I, I remember when we were teenagers. Oh, no, la Osa peching, no, 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 Giving proves our love. No matter what you say, once you give, not even just money, your time, being available for other people, just giving. Your talent, availing your talent to make others, uh, others to look good and to, or to look better. Sometimes, I mean, Juanano, our matriculants, we want people who are also professionals, come, we have Askelezeni. Come and offer your services. You are good in geography. Come and teach our students here geography. Come and teach them mathematics. Come and teach them accounting. Whatever you know, give your time. It may not be in monetary terms, but because of today, currency is money. The value of your time, we can attach money to that. Amen. So learn to give. Learn to be a giver. The second thing is that giving alone allows me to examine my motivation in, in the present. It, if ever I give now, what am I? Am I giving to bribe you? Am I giving you, I mean, envelope? what was the motivation in the present? Okay, amen. Giving allows me to examine my motivation in the present. It makes me to understand, why am I giving? Am I giving to manipulate or am I giving because it's an honor? It's from a grateful heart. It helps me to look beyond my own needs, my own self. It helps me to realize that I don't give for If that's your attitude, keep your tenderness. Amen. 
By nature, man is basically self-centered. We have a tendency to only think, what's in for me? What's in for me? Some people will be serving using their skill and their talent. And it gets to be said, some of us as Christians, are you paid for giving that service? Why are they not paying you? That's a way of saying, Lord, I'm grateful. I have this skill and I want to plow back with my skill. Why should it be that you have to receive cash for it? And that's why some of the people who are professional, they will never come to a church and say, I want to offer my skill. Here is my skill. I'm good at this. I'm good at that. Here is my skill. Learn to give because God will bless you abundantly. Who knows that whilst you are giving in the church, I mean, some of the people, the musicians here and so on, they are being scouted from the stage because they've given their talent to the church. They great, great opportunities, some of them, especially if ever they do it for the glory of God. So my wish is this, may we learn to give not for selfish motives, but in honor, for, in honor of God. Amen. Amen. What giving does, it helps us to examine our motivation. What we value, we need to value and check why are we doing whatever we are doing. I need to look at my motives and my values and my priorities and see Am I just living for myself or is there somebody else that I'm living for? Somebody else somewhere or some, something that I want to do for the kingdom of God. It's very key. It is, give, it is in giving that reminds that, that God is the source of everything. You realize that I give because God has given me ability to have. And because I have, I will bless others. Amen. Be aware that all your resources, you are just a steward of those resources. They are not yours. You know, I've been to many funerals and sometimes even getting an opportunity to watch the cops. You know, we have this culture. I've never seen a cent or a rent or 20 rents inside the box. Why is it that when you work so hard for your money, why don't you take it with you? It has no value. It only works here on earth. So you realize that unless I give what I have whilst here on earth, because it has no value underground. When you have an opportunity, give that money away. Amen. So giving is key. Let's read Mark chapter 12, verse 42 to 43. It says, But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. Can you imagine? It's just pieces. But possibly it was the value of tiki, but that's all that she had. And then, yeah, they gave all out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything all she had to live on. 
That tiki was something. Okay, tiki na hake hola inesa sole inale value, but half cent inale value. I remember boxer mechisi inale cent two, meaning one box ke half cent. That's the time I go to Kayon. I mean, Lofia brought on Naki Kalaruma Koshopong in a little senti Lofia brought. I mean, that's the reality of the value unto it. And that's why money does not have value because it's devalued in your hands. So rather be a giver and enhance other people's lives by being a good giver. And then now, be, uh, here Jesus Christ is highlighting the issue of it's more about your attitude than how much are you giving. When you give out of abundance, I mean, how can like a thousand rands or only a million? Who cares? But ukilo ukilo ola chaga like a rand, tamo ten randing. Kuruwe bata ukaisa spring cleaning for rand. Because you understand the value of that one rand, you know what it means. I mean, baka ukrau clean a hood. And you'll be suspecting everybody when Amen. So we need to understand that our motives are key when it comes to the issues of giving. Don't give selfishly. Don't give to, to, to take pride. Some people how can offer a ten thousand? It doesn't hurt your pocket. Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 23. We need to prioritize and prevent selfishness as we give. In Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 23, it says, Bring these tithes to the designated place of worship, a place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. Eat and eat it there in his presence. Now, here's something about tithe. Oscar, you know what? I've seen next to That's not the same. Tithe is a tithe. It must come into the house of God. Don't use a tithe for Christian reasons and think that you have tithe. Tithe is a tithe. And you don't, you, don't, you, you don't use tithe for any other thing, but it should be a tithe. And my prayer, start understanding the principle of tithe and see the greatness of God. And it says, it should be eaten there in his presence. This applies to your tithes of grains, new wine, olive oil, and firstborn males of your flock and heads. Doing this will teach you always to fear the Lord your God. Once you start to be a faithful tither, you'll fear Lord your God. You'll never want, you won't even think of using tithe for any other thing because you understand. Bazalwane, let's think about it. Thank God one was there when the church began. I remember we had a, a buy a chair project. There was a time when we were using the white church go white city. Can I name you Church of the Holy Ghost. It was a church. It has chairs and everything. We didn't have to bother about buying churches, chairs and everything like that. Then we moved to went to Shenyue. It was a school. It has some chairs. I think they did do the school or something like that. It didn't have, uh, it didn't have a, a stage like this. They had to use dustbin. And then put a board on it. I mean, Bishop would preach. Who knows Mudise? Mudise Ramatlaut. Hey, they like there was a song, Neribisa Top Ten. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we'll say, This is the day. And by that, Masenke, 
<laughs> it was not easy on the stage, but we continued worshiping God in those conditions. Then we had to move to Homemakers Festival in White City, where we were before coming here. And now we started a project. There was nothing. We had to start from scratch. Bishop came with a project, buy a chair project. We had to contribute 10 rents for a chair. I know now the chair is about 60 rents or 70 rents, this plastic chairs now. But there were around 10 rents that. And we would buy a chair, sacrifice in our poverty. And we had as many as more than 3,000 chairs because people understood the power of giving. People understood that giving enhances the vision. Giving helps us to go to another level of our lives. And today you are here. You didn't contribute a cent to be here. It's those grannies that have passed and been with the Lord. It's those elderly people who gave those children. And today they, they invested in this. You are comfortable. I mean, at homemakers, we are exposed to all elements. Of, I mean, whenever it rains, you'd open umbrellas inside the church. When it's cold, you had to put on something warm. And by then, there's not a tide. Pajamas were the main thing. You put on pajamas underneath to keep warm because I mean, there were times when you'd put on skull cap when Bishop was preaching. You'd only, you didn't even take notes. You'd just watch him and say, poor guy. But we really thank God what you are saying motivates me to continue living. It motivates me to, to live a life of purpose. We used to be there. There was a time in August. They had these trees. They got a cotton wool. They didn't white. All of us who are from church will be white, not because we are aging, but because of elements. I mean, that's where we come from. Today we are here, it's closed. When it's cold, we say close the door. When is this? I mean, that is from there, from there to here. Giving has power. Giving is something that we will always honor those who gave. I mean, even most of them, they didn't see this building. But I believe wherever they are, because they are spiritual, they are watching you and saying, thank God I invested. And today there are people worshiping in the house of God. So giving is the essence of living, Barcelona. Let's give with meaning and understanding. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God. It didn't say seek your security, your wealth, and everything. Seek first God. God who is the source will provide for all your needs. Amen. So let's prioritize right things. Some people struggle with the concept of tithing. Tithing is giving the first tenth, the first tenth, 10% ten of our income back to God. If Ohola 20 rand, two rand, and no negotiation, if you want to buy a house and they ask you how much you are earning, or if you 18 rands. Why 18 rents? Because two rents is given. It's not part of your budget of expenses. It's already the laws. So this is what we need to learn to understand that tithe is that money that it's a seed money. It's a money you try. It's part of the money that you, 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 you invest in the kingdom of God. I mean, can you imagine if we invest like that and every businessman is born again? 
And we understand that they understand the kingdom of giving. Do you understand that they won't just make profits to and to enjoy buying boats and so on. They will plow back because they understand the principle of giving. Everybody will be a giver. Would not be like today whereby there are job shortages and so on because the business would increase and people will plow back. Giving is very powerful. We need to understand that concept. Amen. It is what God would say back to you if ever you are refusing to, to, to pay tithe. You are missing the whole point. The whole point is not for Bishop Akre Chalete. It's a principle. And a principle will not violate. It's as good as if I jump high. One thing for sure, I will land on the ground. Nothing will sustain me there. So giving, uh, tithing is a principle like that. If ever I don't obey, I'll perish because I'm ignoring a principle that God has given to the church to be prosperous. Amen. Amen. So, you don't, uh, be aware that God doesn't need your money. God wants what represents you. Your money represents you. I mean, if ever today, or I'm an accountant, four years, five years, 20 years experience, they pay you, 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 Gori, they give a value that is linked to your qualification. So your money represents you. Wherever you go, just be aware there are issues about money that we need to understand that to say, Okay, I get the I can a rope. How about I But whatever that means, get like Amen. So you need to be aware that your money represents your life, and that's what God wants. It's not about your love. God wants to know that are you have you given yourself to this cause. Have you committed to this cause? Do you understand what it takes to be a born-again child of God? And if ever you want God to use you mightily, obey his commands. Follow whatever he guides you in. Amen. So God wants you, does not want your money. He wants it. He wants what it represents. He wants you. He wants your life. He wants you to commit yourself to him. Then you can give gratitude. Once you are committed to God, you can give gratitude. Amen. Paul is, doesn't want to brag about money, but he wants us to give generously. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5, he says, They did not do as we expect, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. Are you keeping with God's will? Have you given yourself to God? Have you given yourself to the work of the ministry? I mean, all of us, we have a, a, a saying here at church that all of us, we should be active Christians. We should not be passive. We should be involved in the work of the ministry. We should do something. So first they gave themselves and their lives to God, then they gave their offerings to help out other people. And Bazalwani, I just want to thank God for all of you. I know whenever we have projects, we go somewhere and you are asking for clothing and so on. You give 
so much that we don't even know how to transport whatever you're giving. May God richly bless you in that. And I believe you'll increase more because that's one of the principles of giving. Whenever we are asking for whatever, you always are generous. So let us learn certain things. It's just that they have to be a principle. Don't give because it's just required. Can you imagine if ever we were tithing? And that's why Bishop doesn't want fundraising. Dirafoli. You'll never see them in Grace Bible Church. Even if you can give us a car or worry, so that we raise money, Bishop will say, no, 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 never. He says the principle is let us tithe. Let's give because we love God, not because we want to give somebody something in turn. Bishop will say, no, 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 never. We'll never sell cakes or whatever to raise funds for this ministry. Bishop is a no, 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 never. And it's a principle that we are all aware of as leadership and we are observing that principle. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 16 verse 11, it says, And if you are not faithful with money, God will not entrust you with true riches. So it says, money says it all. If you are not faithful with money, if you are like Sapphira and Ananias, whereby, I mean, they were not forced to sell their property. They did it willingly, but they lied about the value of what they sold. And my prayer, don't lie. That's why it must come from your heart. When you give, give because you are decided. I mean, God will never ask you, why do you give from a net or from a cross? That's not an issue. But one thing for sure, just go know that the returns will be either on the net because you give net or from the gross because you give according to gross. And even here at the church, we'll never emphasize, tithe you want to harvest. Whether it's net or gross, it's up to you. Amen. So your hardest thing for you is to give up your money. There it goes. It's rough, it's tough, but one thing for sure, continue doing that. You'll give with peace in your heart. We'll give with joy. You know, it's so good how Kalaka ten ran to Unuana school. I promise you, let's so call it 100,000 a month. No big deal. It's a principle. But if you're going to negotiate it, oh, hola, 100,000 a month. Hey, can you imagine Ofa Bukaika Kwedi? Kibukai? 10,000. Korowa counter on Kibunali Peseka is a It's rough and start small, grow into it. I promise you, it's rough when you start with big monies. It's not that easy. Kori, Kori. It bleeds as it goes. <laughs> so learn to give and learn the principles so that you grow into it and you understand giving is the essence of life because it represents your time, your energy, your talents, your total personality. They are converted into currency. 
So it represents everything about you. So learn to honor God. That's why God says, honor, love me with all your heart, with all your mind, with everything. Learn to love God like that. But if ever we tell, just be aware, you know, uh, are you know what there was this um, the devil will come and attack this person in the house they had a big house and then this person gave Jesus only one room and the devil will attack all other rooms but the room where Jesus Christ is will not be attacked and the person would fight Jesus and Jesus why didn't you defend me the devil was here and so on and then uh, Jesus you gave me one room and check that room is protected what you gave me is well protected. So the guy will give the second room. The, the, the devil will come or the thief and there will steal everything but those two rooms where Jesus Christ. Until they learn the principle that gave the whole house. And when he gave the whole house to Jesus, the devil didn't have access. So if you want God to protect you, the devil will never have access if you, gave, you give to Jesus everything that you own. So let us learn to understand the value of money because it represents you. We usually hold on to it tenaciously. And yet, it's a certain in value and we cannot take it to the next world. Like I said, you cannot... Uh, be buried with your money. You cannot take it to, to heaven. Streets in heaven are made of gold. They don't need your money. Your money loses its value. I mean, on Friday, I think, 12 rands compared to a dollar. Tomorrow it can be 10 rands. So how's I reckon to return to Friday? It has lost its value. You still have to go and work. The very same thing. It didn't change in anything, but the value has changed. So understand that if you don't use money, it loses its value. Amen. Amen. So we are just stewards for a little while, whilst here on earth. So be a good steward of what God has given to you. I know. But I'm saying, let's learn the principles of money. The Bible says, uh, tithe is the Lord. And if you use it for yourself, you are robbing God. That's how serious money is. And my prayer is, be courageous to be a giver. Be a courageous to be one who will say, you know what, it's not just this little money, but it's, it's understanding what God, who God is in my life. Amen. So uh, tithing is an indication of our gratefulness for God's gifts to us. When you tithe, you say, God, I thank you. Today I'm this person because of you. I, who I am because of who you are in my life. So giving, that's that. So we give also because we are, uh, it, it causes us to allow, it enlarge our expectations of the future. When you give, you plant you, Koro, you, you, you plan for your future. I mean, you save today for a brighter future. You invest today for a brighter future. We read that in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, Paul says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap 
generously. These are verses in the Bible. These are scriptures that we need to observe. These are the tenets of our gospel. Things that we need to protect. If But if you are generous with what you have, God will increase you mightily. And then here we realize Paul is using the analogy of a father, of a farmer. Just like a farmer goes out and scatters a whole bunch of seeds, he's going to get a big crop. And be aware, most of the time, some of it is eaten by the birds of the air. Some of it doesn't fall on good grounds. Some of it, uh, it's the bad soil. So realize that there is four is to one for you to be successful. So chances are one out of four. And if ever you, 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 you scatter bountifully, chances are that you'll make it. You'll be able to have good returns for what you've invested. And my prayer, let us not be ignorant of this principle. It doesn't matter. Bishop, we can tithe the whole church for you to be prosperous. How can I tithe our Hana? And we cannot violate that principle. Unfortunately, this is why we love so many miracles. We'll go all over Mobar in Kenya, 1,000 rent, Utakra, 10,000. It will never happen. It will never happen. There is no principle like this. Unless the first few, but round by the last few. No, it happens for the first two so that they prove their point. But after that, it's de- there's nothing like that. It will never. But I thank God for his word because I know his word will never come back void unto him. Void. It will always produce that which will. So if ever onto Omar Takadi go reach him, hey, go get it by 1,000. Amen. But follow the principles of the word of God. Amen. Uh, in the book of Galatians, it says, you reap what you sow. So my question is, what are you sowing right now? Do you understand this principle of giving? It says, yes, yeah, it says, you reap in proportion to what you give. And if you sow sparingly, you will also reap sparingly. So God says, giving is like planting seed. It's like a deposit. No deposit no return. I mean, le hauka bana le ATM. How sina chele teka mukarukayona? It doesn't matter whether pini right or wrong. Nothing comes out of it. But what is said? The ATM machine has got money, but not for you. <laughs> you have nothing in there. So you need to understand the principle. There's money. I mean, someone okrewe me mosaiting ne. <laughs> Wondering what's happening. I'm not telling you. There's money in here. What's wrong? There's nothing for you. These are real principles in life, and let's observe them and understand the power of giving. Amen. Amen. So every time you give cheerfully, you've invested for the future. 
God says, every time I give, I'm investing in my future. Invest in your future. Invest in knowing that, you know what, for as long as there are born-again children of God in the world, we know that there'll be peace and safety among us. You know, I mean, that's why God wants us to go to all nations, preach the gospel, so that we may live peaceable and quiet lives in all godliness. It's just that today it's amazing to see You know why we don't read the Bible? We don't understand that to observe. I mean, in Joshua, God was very clear. Observe to do what is written in the word of God. So most of us, we don't observe to do what is written. We only have a title, but we don't have the fruits thereof. My prayer is may our eyes of understanding be enlightened for us to observe the principles of the word of God, to understand that when we observe to do what is written in the word of God, we will prosper by all means. God is faithful. And that's why in the book of Malachi, God is saying, try me, test. Check if ever I cannot prove it. Show me someone who has tithe and there were no returns. You can raise your... Somebody's raising their hand. How much did you tithe? Okay, he's no longer responding. (laughs) But I promise you, if ever it's not a faithful saying to say, whoever tithes, God will protect. It may not be in monetary terms, but you'll be content about life. God will make you to find favor wherever you go. God will make you to be a success story wherever you go. God will take care. The devil will try to attack you. But one thing for sure, God will fight your battle. Amen. Amen. So be a faithful tither. It says in the book of Malachi, bring the whole tithe, the 10% into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Why is it that there should be food in my house? May it be that we have a vision and I mean we understand that we have a vision to establish a thousand churches in the lifetime of bishop. If there is no food in the storehouse, what is the possibility? Because even if you are at school, you know there are churches in uh, some of our local schools. We pay rent there. So you realize we need something in the storehouse so that we can service those churches that are at the schools and so on. Coming here, you have this property. Can you imagine how much is the electricity per month? Rates and taxes for this house. The telephone calls. Please call. We return your calls. And it's never free. We go to outreaches. Now we are going to to Ivory Park, the first outreach that's starting next week Sunday. Bazalwan, you go to Jok, they need a liability cover. It's an insurance for Mahala. Should there be an incident, we should be covered. Even though we know, and it's money that you have to pay up front. You go there, the ratio is that there must be one toilet for every hundred people. Can you imagine how many toilets will be in this year if ever there was a toilet for hundred people? We are 5,000. 5,000 divided by 100, how much? 50. So there should be 50 toilets in this premises. You go to, I, to uh, I, mean, I mean, we are there for, it doesn't matter, we are there for almost three, four hours at the most. But we need those 50 toilets if we are expecting to reach 5,000 people. And there will be someone who will come to inspect to say, did you put those toilets? If not, 
you close the event. You don't comply. That's a reality of life. There must be food in the storehouse. You go there, you book a venue. They don't say you are a church, is free. And there is someone who said, yeah, if I give you a venue, do one, two, three, four. And all one, two, three, four, it's a cost to the church. So can you imagine if there is no money in the storehouse? You go to Orlando Stadium, you see those traffic cops. It's never for free. It's at a cost. And they have their rate. Each one, they will tell you, my rate is so much per hour. And if you have 20 of them because you are expecting 30,000 people at the stadium, you pay that rate per hour for each and every one of them. We have to pay that money. So it costs to run this event. It costs. And that's why, Bazalwani, my prayer is that may God open your eyes of understanding. We cannot afford to lose souls and to lose money at the same time. That's why we need to start doing follow-ups, be disciples of people, so that even if we've lost the money, we've win, we, we won the souls. And we've kept the souls. We've discipled people. Amen. May it be that we get returns for what we gave so that we have those events. My prayer is may your eyes of understanding be enlightened to that reality. You go to stadium, we are excited. Benjamin Dube will be coming evening service or so on concert. Woo! I tell you, we are go- it's costing us something to switch on the lights because it's dark. It cost us 34,000 to switch a light. That, that, just that thing to switch it on. Not how long did it burn. Just to switch it on. 34,000. So you realize that if there's no food in the storehouse, the ministry will suffer. The ministry won't achieve its vision. Go anywhere. I mean, there are churches that are sold. You know very well, if you want to buy something, you bid for it. And if ever you cannot put money in the table, you cannot possess that particular property. That's the reality of life. You know, sometimes we see these things happening. You think that it's with ease. We depend on those who understand that there must be food in the storehouse. Giving is the essence of living. And we need to be givers. Amen. Amen. And then this is what God says in the book of Malachi. He says, bring the tithe, the whole 10% into the storehouse, that there may be food in the house. Test me in this, says the Lord. Test the Lord. I mean, I'm prepared to take the challenge. I mean, that's God saying that. So I believe that we have an opportunity to challenge God. It may not be today, but make it a policy or a principle of your family to say, you know what, a tithe is not negotiable. And that's why the Bible will tell you, don't be equally yoked with people who are not born again. Because can you imagine husband and wife, you, you did your own thing, you know, when the And they are refusing with tithe money because it's the family money. These are some of the things that makes people to divorce as Christians because you are, you, sometimes we like to be equally yoked with things that God has prohibited. And my prayer, understand this, it's such a good value when the two agrees, when the two understand that we need to tithe. Because if the other one says, no, it's a waste of money, they are limiting the family blessings. Amen. Amen. 
So our giving says a lot about what we believe God says. Our giving is the evidence of our faith and expectation to what we believe going, God is going to do for us in future. Our giving determines what he does in our lives as individuals, but also as a church, as a church as a whole. So we need to understand that it's quite key to give. Some churches want to prosper, but because people don't understand this principle, there's no prosperity. God is no respecter of men. Remember that. I mean, some of people say, hey, Grace Bible Church, fashion, hey, Grace Bible Church, this and that. It didn't start there. It, there was a once a time whereby you depended on one pair of shoes. But as you obey the commandments of God, God increased you. God brought you to another level. When people say, hey, Grace Bible Church, I say yes, because they observe the ways of God. I don't deny it. Yes, you are rich. Yes, you are successful. Yes, you are prosperous simply because you observe, you are observing. Because God said to Joshua, when you observe to do these things, you'll be a great a success. Not just a success, a great success. That's where you will operate when you observe the things of God. May God help us to understand these principles and apply them. I know it's not everybody. If you're still struggling with this, God says, test me. Try me and see if ever I will not be faithful to my word. Let us pray. Almighty God, in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, thank you for speaking to us about giving. Lord, may we realize that indeed giving is the essence of life. I pray, Jehovah, may we learn this principle, practice it, because you said it in your ways. Uh, it's better to observe and be doers of your word, not just hear us deceiving ourselves. Father, I pray, may this, operate, this principle operate to each and everyone who practices it because you are no respecter of persons. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor and adoration. And I pray that may we not harden our hearts, but understand that as God Jehovah, you are the one who gives us the ability to be successful in this life. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you glory, we give you honor and adoration. Amen and amen. Whilst our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, maybe you are here today. You've never made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. You've never surrendered your life to Jesus. You've never done the first thing first, whereby the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I just want to give you an opportunity this morning for you to give your life to Jesus. Test Jesus with your life and see what Jesus can do with your life. So if you are here, you are in the house this morning, would you please indicate by lifting